1: Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl here with Jim Kramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Stocks do look to open a bit lower on the back of a firm December jobs read. 2.16, the highest print since September. Wages run a tad hot. Ten-year touches 4.10 before backing off. That's where our roadmap begins. The blowout jobs report. U.S. payrolls up 216,000 in December. Better than expected. The ongoing tech turbulence. NASDAQ riding its longest losing streak since October of 22. And we continue to monitor developments in the Red Sea as shipping giant Maersk diverts its vessels away from that area now for the foreseeable future. Let's begin though with the market reaction to the jobs number, Jim. Uh, we mentioned the better print, but some revisions, household surveys getting some eyeballs. Yeah,
2: I think that's absolutely right. That's the story. The revisions uh, offset what you're seeing, and that's why the interest rates immediately jumped up and then the backed off a little. I think it's interesting. Government, fifty-two thousand. That was a big delta. Healthcare has just been strong, thirty-eight thousand. But we have construction this up a little bit, and then uh, leisure and hospitality, which have been red hot post-COVID, is unchanged. Uh, retail's okay. And then I, I find that average hourly earnings, pretty much the same. This is not nearly as negative as when it first hurt. Negative meaning interest rates shoot up. Right. I think when people pulled apart the numbers, they said, that's ah, a little too hot. But let's take off the six rate cuts. Let's go back to the three rate cuts. Right.
1: Um, maybe LFPR is the most concerning. Why would we have participation drop by the most since
2: January of 21? I, I don't know. Uh, that's... It, You know, sometimes you look at these numbers and say, okay, look, i got to learn more about it. I I don't want to cuff it. I I was surprised at that. Yeah. I was surprised. Look, look, I I think, Carl, in the end, there was just this camp which just said it's going to be really weak, and then there was this camp which said it's going to be weak. But there wasn't a camp which just said it's going to be okay. (laughs) And so the okay camp is now scrambling to sell MAG-7. So Mag 7. <laughs> yes. I mean, it really is like that. Yeah. I mean, the OK camp just says, wow, I can't stay in the Mag 7. I better go into the. the... There was a great piece this morning that got re- re- removed from the journal. like the amount of money going into cash is extraordinary because cash is extraordinary. You get like five. You can make a lot of money with five and not have to worry, of course, if they cut rates immediately, yeah. would, but they're not going to.
1: Oh, the, the flow data today is interesting. B of was A, biggest
2: purchase of money market funds since November, <sighs> another $57 billion, right? I thought that was incredible. Very little in stocks, a little more in the bonds, uh, which, again, that's just mag-7 sell, buy rest. So do you think the jobs print is a push, more so to speak? I think it's more of a push than people realize. Uh, I think that what we're going to do is get away from the camp, which says there's multiple cuts, which is good, because that's not Powell's camp. I don't know what, whose camp that was. It's the wishful thinking camp. Yeah, the wishful thinking yes. camp. And those people, uh, they should just go somewhere else. They should do some other game. I mean, they really shouldn't. I mean, you, you got to deal with reality. The economy is not that bad. And the only thing that happened is we got rid of hire for longer. Uh, then we had the, you know, the job plot. I mean, it's like, geez, we had these jolts. and it is it, I find this up tiresome because all they're really saying is, look, if it's weaker, we're going to cut, but we don't want to cut too fast because that's the big mistake you can make.
1: Uh, 36 months
2: of job growth.
1: Right. I think 20 plus of sub 4% unemployment as we stay at 3.7. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it, two, what, it's 2.7 million jobs added in the full
2: year. I, it's just, a, it, it's a great economy. And there's nothing about you can do about it. It's a great economy. And only the people who thought that it was a super weak economy are surprised today. But they are surprised. And I, I just think that it's not in a decel mode. We're not in deceleration mode. We're just in a, eh. Um, but as from a very good level. I, I wish that we didn't, sometimes I wish we didn't do what we do, which is talk about stocks. Because this is a sign of an economy that's the best in the world. We're the best in the world. We have less inflation. We have more job growth. But that's – we're not. We're in the stock business. And in the stock business, you don't want – you sell Apple on that. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, the tape the tape never ends, Jim. And we got to right. talk about it as it runs. We are going right. to get CPI – the tape
2: never <laughs>
1: – We're going to get CPI next week, though. And given the Eurozone inflation today – 2.9. There will be some hand-wringing about sort of month-to-month rebounds
2: and uh, year-on-year rates. We didn't – we had a very strong – I like the revision down, but – you know, we have a very strong online market. We saw the Amazon numbers. Oh, my gosh.
1: We, I know. 30% of I, all orders in the final days of the season?
2: It, you know, it's funny. It came out, and I was joking around my step. I said, ooh, 30%. How much will Amazon be down? I thought it would only be down two. It was like down three and a half. This market hates those stocks. So maybe today you get a rebound because like, people are starting to figure it out. But just be careful. Uh, the market likes, the pe- people like new names. They like the industrials. Uh, They're like Halmet, which is how how I met my mother. It's an aerospace (laughs) play. We've been using that joke. I really love it. It works every time I say it. But uh, this is just a strong economy. And if we, I don't know, if we had like the labor secretary on, they'd be crowing because they don't have to worry about this. We are
1: market. going to talk, I think, to Lale Brainerd in oh, the tent. Hey. very smart, yes. and good person. Um, uh, that's but good. to Jim's point, though, uh, major indices are on track to snap this nine-week win streak. Uh, the decline led, of course, by the tough start to 24 for tech, Nasdaq coming off five days of losses. That is the longest losing streak since October of 22, and to a large degree, Jim, driven by those. Names like Amazon.
2: I know. When we sold some at the beginning of the week, it was like, look, it just as a discipline. But you know, look, I'm no cheat. I just like these stocks were up a lot. And I know I was listening to some people who were on this morning and they're just saying the same thing over and over, which is that they waited to the end of the year. They wanted to show that they own this and then they can start selling it. And that's pretty much selling and getting cash and their sources of funds. And nothing's changed. The only thing that I, I did see, Morgan Stanley's the best on Apple. And they finally came out today and they said App Store outperformed growth 10% that people were looking for. Uh, um, eight and change, and that—that's a narrative that no one's talking about, which is that the app store is good. That's service revenue. So let's note the fact that there was not—we had Foxconn come out yes. and say things a little weaker. So we had the ability to loop capital negative on Apple, but Apple's been the battleground. We're talking about Apple being smaller than Microsoft. I mean, these are—you know—Will Chamberlain being smaller than <laughs> Luke Ball. I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's just understand these are. These are great companies, and they can't sustain the fact that they were 30% of the SP. Yeah. That's, that's so good.
1: Uh, Jim's right about definitely the loop capital call today. They say, look, we've been telling you the demand squeeze is on the iPhone cycle. We're not backing off. There's a Huawei effect in China, yes. Jim, that they, they think the build's going to be light in the first half.
2: Yeah, and look, China, look, we don't. I keep thinking when Eunice was here and I said, couldn't they just do a resolution trust committee over there? And she said, no, Jim, you understand, it like, might be like a $4, $5, 6000000000000 trillion uh, problem that they really have. And then, of course, we have an alpha today. It's like, you know, these things, it's like Z files for bankruptcy, uh, $3 trillion shadow bank, and it, it, it's a $36 billion hole. $36 billion. I mean, when we had in 2010, when we, you know, 2009, 2000, we had banking crisis, you didn't hear those numbers. I mean, this thing, here's a bank you don't know that is 36 billion in the hole. I mean, Who knows what's going on in China? Right. They're not buying expensive cosmetics. Right.
1: Do you think CES next week is going to give us a read on the consumer through the lens of tech? I always think it does.
2: And I think that we're going to be surprised. We're going to hear about Vision Pro. We're going to hear about Hey Siri. But we're really going to hear about Hey Meta. And no one is paying attention to that. You ought to. Because Meta is cool. So it's cool. So you're are you wary of selling too much
1: mag seven at this point?
2: I think that the mag seven is going to start breaking apart. Uh, And that I think that because I don't know how much the year of efficiency is for for uh, Zuckerberg. But if they get the meta part right, then people are going to be saying, wow, they have they got a TikTok competitor in reels. that's good. Instagram's doing well, by the way, the. The Ray-Bans are just a bountiful Instagram. because yep. you walk in, and all you do is click. And it's like, wow, I'm taking great pictures. They're doing a lot of things right. And that's not an expensive stock. So I think that we're going to start. I, you know, everyone just says MAG7 go down because there's so many uh, ETFs. I think we're going to start seeing a, a bifurcation of the ones that are actually doing a lot of good stuff. I mean, Microsoft with the co-pilot and, and are cheap. I mean, here's Meta selling to like 22 times earnings. That's, that's Every time expensive.
1: we talk about Mag7, you point to Meta as maybe being the
2: best value. I think it is. I, I think it is the best value. It's also, by the way, it's not a trillion. It's got that edge. Right. But I just think it has this division that everyone's written off. And people aren't paying attention to what the divisions do.
1: Meantime, NVIDIA, I mean, the,
2: the top pick lists continue oh, to roll in. stop it already. Today with, I mean, I just truest. covered NVIDIA when it was like, you know, seven cents. I my name, my darn dog after my dog cufflinks. These are my NVIDIA. This is NVIDIA, okay? Oh, yeah, I, I put, put the, you know, we have the camera. We don't have handheld <laughs> or anything here. But this is my NVIDIA cufflinks, and I wore them. This is my dog named NVIDIA because I want to staunch the decline. <laughs> and sometimes you have to throw a maiden in a volcano. Here's, so, you know, that to say yeah yeah you got nvidia two. was a great dog i have i have a uh, wolfie on today and uh, i put in the energy. early riser yeah i was going to name it microsoft but uh, that doesn't have a ring to it um uh,
1: so so meta good value but you're you don't look askew at these top pick nvidia
2: calls last I just, couple of look, weeks i like nvidia very much but can we give it a rest i mean nvidia is great don't sell it but i mean every day someone comes out and says like i like nvidia where have you been what did you not like it? I liked it when I found out that the uh, that the Audi has all Nvidia chips in it. That was 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, in
1: addition to next week with CES, you're going to be at the J.P. Morgan oh, Healthcare Conference. Oh man,
2: that is talk about GLP-1. There's a panel, a panel about whether people, uh, who's going to pay for it, are they going to pay for it? Uh, I do think that there was someone out this morning talking about the FDA making you know questionary comments. Look. Uh, when a drug is going to be a the largest drug in history, they're gonna really analyze it. I'm getting after you know, Ken Langoten who I still think it's the best health healthcare. He's gonna make more money off, off of Lily than he is on Home Depot.
0: You think that's you, possible?
2: I don't know. I mean when he when he says a trillion dollars, I don't know his position, but yeah. you know, who who comes out and says something's a trillion dollars yeah. when it's a $400? Billion.
1: Yeah. Well, we mentioned the Lilly Direct News yesterday. Today, CVS has some guidance yep. reiterating some uh, some 24-gap diluted guide. Which
2: I thought was good because I I have Karen Lynch on I, I I think I want these all out because when I was there, last time I was there, there was a jaw-dropping CEO just announced on our show uh, that he missed the number and he wasn't prepared, didn't have the number, just I missed the number. I feel really awful. What's the number? We're going to have David Ricks on Monday for our show. And that's not going to be like that. Uh, I think I think Karen Lynch is doing a remarkable job at CBS. Remarkable. And I can't wait to speak to her.
1: One thing we got sort of from some analysts yesterday looking ahead to the conference is that some don't expect M&A to be as big a part of the conversation there as in prior years.
2: And I think that's completely wrong. Really? Yeah, because almost every company has a patent cliff. So they have. I mean, look what Bristol Myers did. They bought like, three companies right at the end of the year because they have this bad patent cliff. And they can solve the patent cliff by actually buying companies. That's what Pfizer did. Uh, Merck, but this Prometheus, people don't talk about it. It's an irritable bowel. I think it's terrific. I think Rob, Rob Davis is doing a terrific job. Uh, Bristol Myers might be turning here. Uh, it might be turning. I mean, they bought a lot of companies, and remember, a lot of these companies. A good piece in the FT today about how venture capital is having trouble raising money. Uh, a lot of these uh, biotechs were out of money or they couldn't raise enough money. And you've got companies that are doing really aggressive things in neuro, like Bristol's going after neuro. And I, look, I, I was the spokesperson for the American Brain Foundation. Yep. You go after neuro at your own at your own risk, because no one really. We're just starting to realize what's in the brain. Vagus nerve, really key. I'm not kidding. The vagus nerve. The first time I went to see a migraine doctor, it was your vagus nerve. Then I went, I said, I have a tinnitus problem. So that's your vagus nerve. I said, what the hell is this vagus nerve? Like, Jim, look at the map. Get the triptych out. There's a AAA map. People know the brain a little better than they used to. Right. I'm not kidding. Brain is really the next frontier. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's well, what's the pace of innovation
1: in, in medical science? Oh,
2: why don't people realize? I mean, jeez, you got to go to your doctor. The pharma the is well ahead of the doctors. I was speaking to someone in pharma the other day. I said, do the doctors know about this great drugs? Not yet. I said, oh. Build some that's awareness. Where the, the, run the, some NFL ads. That's where the marketing and the free pens comes yes, in. There. Yes, yes. And they got to run you know, one peacock with the uh, <laughs> yes, wild card yes. game. You know, Not in the fourth quarter, though. No. No, not in the fourth quarter. <laughs> fantasy stunt. Yeah. What? Deadly fantasy.
1: When we come back, uh, Red Sea concerns, the attacks, the impact on oil. You'll hear what Chevron's chief had to say about some of these geopolitical risks, in addition to what McDonald's said in that blog post yesterday. Yeah, what
2: was that crazy
1: talk. Uh, Some weakness in the pre-market, but not as pronounced as earlier as the uh, jobs print gets a second look. More squawk in the street straight ahead.
0: Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. We're very close to the Russia-Ukraine conflict with our Kazakhstan business. We also are the primary supplier of natural gas in Israel and have offshore platforms that have been shut down during the conflict in the Middle East. We've had ships that have been attacked by the Iranian Navy within the last few months in the Straits of Hormuz. Uh, We've got ships that transit through the Red Sea that we work very closely with the U.S. Navy and other military forces to ensure safe passage of those vessels. The reality of doing business around the world in our industries we face these kinds of risks
1: At Chevron's, Mike Worth last night on Last Call talking about the geopolitical risks facing oil and gas producers, including Houthi rebel attacks on ships in the Red Sea. Numbers from one cargo booking platform highlight the impact. Spot container rates for shipping goods from Asia to northern Europe now have soared 173 percent since mid-December. Meantime, the IMF says Suez traffic is down 28 percent in the last 10 days. you got Maersk, Jim, now, as we said earlier, going back to diversions. Um, this is starting to show up. IKEA, ANF,
2: yeah. talking about delays. Look, I mean, I thought that you know, Mike's Mike Worth is uh, that's he's gospel, and it, it's obvious that this market is in, incredible turmoil. We had those EOG comments. I'm going to go back there for a second. A good company saying there's going to be a decline in growth. Remember, it's not a decline, decline in growth in in the U.S. I don't believe that, but I, I have to. I think that EOG is too conservative. But there is, but in through all this, why isn't oil at eighty? I mean. I mean, the market seems to be taking this stuff in stride for the moment. Right. It's really interesting. Like, Mike Worth is basically talking about almost everything being uh, a suspect, and yet they're still yeah. producing.
1: Um, as far as container rates, Journal, a great piece today about how some of the shippers, are, their stocks are doing well because of these surcharges. Right. But- you got so much capacity coming online this year,
2: 11% of the
1: current fleet, it's going to offset some of
2: that. Well, that's why I was going back and forth yesterday with uh, Herb Jorn Hansen for a, a, for a Nordic American Tanker. That should be the big winner. The stock's at four. It's been at four. I mean, it, you know, it's not doing anything. Uh, and I was saying, you know, look, Herb Jorn, I, I know that you're supposed to be the way to play this, but it's not moving. He's obviously just saying, just wait. He, he talks as his book. I don't have a book. Uh, but- Again, no one's making any money off this stuff. It's just we're just watching the geopolitical tension. Typically, geopolitical tension should mean something. But this is not 1973. It's 2024. Right.
1: We do have uh, Blinken going back to the yeah. Middle East, his fourth trip there uh, since the October 7th attacks. Then you have sort of the the larger, um, almost rhetorical battle against American companies, which is what McDonald's talked about yesterday. Right,
2: and I think we have to remember that it's franchises. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it, it's so difficult. My, my chapel trust owns Starbucks, and Starbucks uh, doesn't have any stores in Israel, but is viewed as there was a TikTok post that that basically implied that you know, you're buying. I don't even want to dignify what the TikTok post. I just you're buying from someone who who's uh, the strident militant Palestinian faction doesn't want to buy from. And it was not true, and so therefore I don't want to dignify it. But what, right. what does matter is is that some of the stores had bad numbers, and uh, now people hear what I just said and they'll say, "Oh my God, that's all." care about. But as you said, the tape never stops. I'm not here to opine on what, what should happen. I'm here to opine on what did happen and the impact on a quarter, and it could be significant. Yeah.
1: Uh, here's here's what uh, Chris Kamchinsky said. Yeah, uh, Associated misinformation affecting brands like McDonald's, disheartening and ill-founded. Separately, I mean, Oppie does cut McDonald's today uh, to market perform. That's largely about they think comps are going to be in line this right. year, pricing um, benefits
2: start to fade. I find that when you To, to, uh, to understand a stock like McDonald's, you just have to look at the chart, and you can see that the chart says, "Well, that's an unbelievable move, and that's a reverse." You know. It's reverse head and shoulders, so Automate's going to be okay. But right now, like a lot of companies did really well, they're saying, "Listen, the valuation's peaking." I say you sell that stock at your own risk. That's just a really great company, and when it rolls over, you buy it, and that's what you do. And look, if you really want to, you want to avoid all that, just go buy Chipotle because that stock, Chipotle and Lululemon are combined, and it's like, hey, we're <laughs> unassailable. You can't sell us. We're like, great, Chipotle Lulu, yo. Know? <laughs> because those are two growth stocks that people just simply yes. say buy and I feel the same way about McDonald's but it's obviously these are Chipotle's no I read the other day there was a, I looked at uh, Dylan Reebok who works with me showed me all the different grades that all the Chipotle's have in the city they're all A's <laughs> you mean- I mean everyone I think close the store if it's not an A by the way don't look at Kava because you might want to sell Kava. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Interesting. Don't look at Carver. You'll say, wow, bad numbers.
1: We'll, um, we'll cover some more restaurants. There are a bunch of calls in the space this morning, including Yum and QSR. Yeah, someone downgraded Yum. What is it? Oh, we also had an upgrade. We have face-off yes, Yum. Yes. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Busy Friday in light of the jobs number. More Squawk on the Street in a minute.
0: What's on the horizon for financial markets?
2: Let's get Kramer's Man Dash counts out of the opening bell. Okay, Constellation Brands reported today, STZ. They're going to be on tonight. It's a tale of two cities. Beer is just incredible. I cannot believe how strong beer is. Their particular beers are doing amazing, much better than the, we have actually a Bud today. But if you want to kill it, you want to buy Modelo and Modelo Especial. However, people are just wine and spirits not going there. Uh, I com- continue to believe that the most challenged category in this year. Uh, of 2024 will be the browns and the clears of hard liquor people don't want it gin they don't want vodka they don't want whiskey and people have to start understanding that bourbon sales are going to be down uh and also they're they've got some good wines but it's a tale too. the uh they're gonna have to get rid of spirits I'm going to propose that to Bill Newlands tonight. You want
1: I'd them to spin be, off have, or sell that Yeah, whoever the can buy business.
2: it. Yeah, but they, by the way, uh, uh, Elliot, Elliot Partners is in there, and I'm sure that they feel the same way. I think Bill Newlands feels that way. I just don't know if there's a buyer. The, um, the man who ran that division kind of mysteriously left, and uh, Bill took it over yesterday. But it is incredible. This has nothing to do with them. This is, uh, by the way, it's only going to get worse with GLP uh, because the Taste of whiskey is uniquely like water. They tell me, but on if you're on GLPs, yeah, it's like whiskey, water. Wild. Remember, remember our,
1: years ago when the Fortune cover was "Are we in a bourbon bubble"? Oh my! You saying it's, it's the opposite of yeah, that? Yeah,
2: and are companies, are actual banks, that got caught with barrel futures. They're like two long barrels. But there is, um, I, I think people are under. Plus, the Chinese are not buying the the very expensive. Oh yes. This, Forget it. I mean, don't.
1: Well, you and I talked the other day about the potential impact of cannabis uh, on on alcohol cannabis
2: sales. Is killing it. And now the rumors this week of all this DEA rescheduling. Right? Yeah. No. I mean, can't, you know, of course, Constellation Brands, speak uh, looks big checking. Cannabis. Do not buy cannabis. There's nothing there. I think there's nothing there. I mean, there's kill right. But I, I don't want to recommend anything having to do with, with, with cannabis other than to say that cannabis is really hurting the browns in the field. Really hurting we we'll watch that. Let's we'll get the opening bell here in the CNBC Real Time
1: Exchange. Speaking of beer, at the big board today, it's the professional bull riders and Anheuser celebrating the partnership of the sports competition at MSG this weekend at the NASDAQ. It's XBP Europe, a payments technology company celebrating
2: recent listing via SPAC. What a pincer movement by Bud, these professional bull riders. That use, that's PBR, my favorite <laughs> brand. You know, get a PBR at the River Corollios. Like, wow. I assume you mentioned the Modelo.
1: That's, wow. the, that's the swing factor in this but beer guidance.
2: Look at this. You know, we're, we're, talking about 11, we're talking about numbers for the beer. Beer is not being affected. Modelo especially outgrew 12%. Beer is not being affected by GL, GLP. Their beers. Their beers are doing great, which is why you would think the stock, if they missed on the earnings per share, would be down 10%. It, but no, because beer great. And if they do, we'll talk to Bill about it, find some buyer for their mid-link. Actually, by the way, they have uh, Noble, which is a really fabulous tequila. And that's doing well. They should keep that. The tequila growth is 11%. The mezcal growth is 22% in the category. Uh, but forget it when it comes to wine is really slowing. But hard liquor. They're high west, which is very good. Are delicious, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Jim, we managed to open
2: basically higher on the S and P, not by much. Everyone's kind of fed up with. Look, we. I'm calling it early, nine thirty-one. There's like been cross cards. Yeah, we had a decline uh, two days ago in the last eight minutes. Like, wow, what happened? There's just sellers, I think, who just have been waiting and waiting and waiting. And any lift, they want to sell the Mag Seven. And I just say, look, guys, things don't go down a straight line. We've been. This is a bad week. Uh, there's a lot of people who are short those, probably, and they can bounce. Uh, remember my cufflinks, NVIDIA, yes. that's the good luck. Uh, yeah, we used to do that We're on the trading desk, put rally caps on and do all this silly stuff. <laughs> kind of like when I wore my same green shirt every day to the Eagles, and we went to the Super Bowl, and I told Tammy Reed that the reason we did was because of my green shirt. And she goes, well, you don't think Andy Reid did anything to do it? <laughs> yeah. I said, all right, maybe, maybe so. It's maybe like we'll there's look. a lot of superstition on the trading desk. But I, I do think that what's happening is is that stocks just don't go straight down. They just don't go straight down. I mean, Apple every day, I mean, Loop Cap's a little late to the game of the negativity, given the fact that the Morgan Stanley call on, is a very powerful call on the App Store, which everyone has dumped on the App Store, and it versus the Foxconn, which is a negative story. So, you know, look, except the fact that stocks don't go straight down. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
1: there's some impressive action in some semis. AMD is the second biggest disappear. Uh, I, I pushed Nvidia. AMD pretty
2: hard last night, because I think AMD really surprised people with the forecast uh, and Remember I did this PC refresh thing with the Microsoft button? Yes, yes. It was so clear that everyone had me on mute. They're like, oh, mute him. He says PC refresh. But I think there will be a PC refresh.
1: Uh, We'll watch for uh, some of the impact on some of those names. How about Costco? Yeah, I was going to say Costco, December comps. um, Not just the comp gym, but discretionary non-food with a nice... 4% Wasn't
2: that something? Rich Galanti, who's the CFO, uh, who's just remarkable, uh, has a little quote about gold today. I bought my gold. I bought my gold from Costco. At, at Costco? Yeah, well, like, they finally came up. You finally could get some yesterday online. Of course, like, you shouldn't say, I mean, but well, they sold $100 million in gold. You, you can buy it. Uh, there was an article in the Journal about why do it. Well, how about the fact that there's no premium if you're a, Like, I'm an executive card member, okay? And I have the Visa and I don't understand why everyone does not I mean, if Carf were banning Pepsi. Uh, well, why don't you go to Costco and you see real prices? I mean, Costco is real price for
1: everything. Do you think, to help viewers understand, yesterday we talked about AXP being a shelter from the worst yes. of the household balance sheet situation. Is that a, co- the same thing
2: rhymes with Costco? I think so. I mean, Costco Higher is income al- shopper? always legendary by Count the Beamers. And, and count the Mercedes and the lots. Membership fees? Do. Yeah, the member. But it is this—you know—it's an amazing bargain. Remember, they make it—they uh, they're doing special dividend, But the way they make their money is off the card. Uh, they want volume. And, and I think people keep misunderstanding. They want you to go there and beat them, so to speak. I remember when Jim Senegal, uh, I came in and open, I talked to Jim Senegal when he opened this store in Harlem and he said, listen, you probably want to go and uh, there, we've got some Xenia uh, stuff over there. And I was like, I said, I'm wearing Zania. He goes, we had that thing for so much less. you like, <laughs> I went over, I bought some Costco ties. I wore them for weeks. Mary Duffy, who's our uh, yes, who's our, our major domo, didn't even know I was wearing a Costco tie. <laughs> Haha. Uh, Senegal was he, one of the best. Uh, oh just, my god, yeah, Kajelick. So. Now I got a new guy. I I got to tell you that there is something to be said for. If you want to look at Costco, you get the economy, sundries, food and, and uh, cooler uh, were, were the the, the strongest departments. Fresh foods were up high single digit. Better performing departments include bakery and produce. Well, isn't that where we're we really being hurt at the supermarket you want revenge they have lower prices i think people should just stop like stop complaining Go to economy right okay just stop complaining. here I mean, to,
1: to tie it back to the jobs number today where you got wages up four one inflation's three one right so you, you're you're in a bit of a sweet spot on the consumer right now thank
2: you yes and that's why i say i don't want to get negative because these are the numbers i want a really good economy without that much inflation j Powell's done a great job, and I think that it's not perfect, perfect for the stock market. But if you're worried about a recession, that's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: the tape right now would definitely back that up, given the fact that Delta, Carnival on an upgrade today over Wasn't in Wells. Wasn't that interesting,
2: although well, it was a shuffle, because uh, Norwegian Cruise uh, downgraded and I thought that was just gratuitous. They're doing well. R- Royals doing the best, by the way, if people want to play that group. But I, I know that uh, travel is still back. It's still a great, still works, and that's Boeing and GE. Take a longer term view. Uh, Boeing once again top pick at Wells. Um, you know what the names?
1: The, I, I keep I watch the top picks all week. Yeah. Boeing gets a bunch. Nvidia and Nike gets a ton. Yeah.
2: Again today out of UBS. What's crazy? You don't even have to be doing well. Isn't that terrific? Nike's not doing well. They get it. Uh, I do, look, if you want one of the ones that is, I think, undervalued, that people are saying, realizing it's good and it's not up today, uh, you got to focus on Domino's. Because, you know, Russell Weiner's got that thing humming again. And that is, I think, if you want to be in that food store, that restaurant story, it's that one. You also, by the way, it's a great bargain.
1: I was going to say, because we got yet another cut of pizza today.
2: I know. uh, They're really not in that one
1: and we talked about another one yesterday, is the Papa John's Domino's share shift. Do you think that's going on?
2: Hard to say? Yeah, Yeah. I think it is. Uh, Papa John's only has six ingredients. I like their pizza, too, but I'm a total Domino's guy. I mean, by the way, Domino's, uh, Russell has reinstituted getting more and more technology again. You kind of want to do that. Uh, but I just like the way his his attitude. He's really starting to get the franchisees moving. That's who, who drives that one. So uh, I like that. Uh, that's my favorite of the group.
1: Um, Netflix, interesting piece in the journal this morning about gaming, looking for ways to make money and what they're calling a possible pivot in-game purchases, ads, uh, charging extra for games. Did
2: you see the number of downloads? It was I mean, it was like four times what it was the year before. I think that they're absolutely right to do it. It's a very forward looking company. Uh, and I think that they've got, by this time next year, they're going to certainly worth monetizing. Right. Look, I, you know, nothing's changed. You go to, you know, people say you're over, uh, we have too many uh, streamings. Well, if, if that's the case, why is Netflix doing so well? Right. Although and, we and by the way, Apple
1: Plus. I feel like we haven't tended the garden much on media this week, given how much conversation there was about yeah. Paramount, about Peltz and Disney earlier. Who well, you in ever right about that? Yeah. I mean,
2: what happened to that stuff? Disney apparently another couple of bad movies. I mean, Disney, Disney's is. Look, I think I think Nelson Peltz gets ammo every day. I think Ike Perlmutter, who uh, you know, who built Marvel, uh, has to be unhappy given the fact he's a huge shareholder, and the stock does nothing. That that is not going to endear. I know that they have new people, and I respect the new people. But I do think that when you have a stock with a total shareholder return that is so bad, it does invite people who want to get on the board and who have shaken up other companies. And it tends to work. I know that's very contrary to what people
1: think. Yeah, uh, Software, a couple of moves. Jeffrey's, um Uh, I'm sorry, no, it's Snow. RBC, initiate, outperform, 230. And then this downgraded Palantir over at Jefferies. uh, They go to underperform, down to 13. I know.
2: Last quarter wasn't bad. Uh, but that was their only negative. You know, they just love all that high multiple stuff. Oh my God. They love Monday.com, HubSpot. I finally saw an ad for HubSpot. Bill.com is incredibly expensive. They want those enterprise software stocks. They never stop. ServiceNow, 650 goes to 775 You know, a must own for a growth stock. I have the like ServiceNow, but let's just understand each other. These are the stocks that get sold when interest rates go higher. They get sold uh, until they report their quarters and they're good, because that's what. You know, people want to buy Ingersoll Rand. They want Tool and Die. It's okay. Right. EMR. Yeah. yeah. I don't really like it like EMR, but they they like it right now. They, meaning the institutional money managers who want to be in stuff. Like, I, I happen to like the stock of Honeywell. They made a really good acquisition uh, from Carrier. I happen to like Carrier. They made a really good sale to Honeywell. I mean, these companies can do no wrong. And their multiples aren't that high versus Bill.com. I mean, come on. Monday.com. They're expensive. They're expensive. I saw an- another positive comment about Salesforce. I've owned Salesforce for my travel trust since my cha- basis since my travels st- started. I'm not pounding the table thirty times a <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And you know, I'm Benny. probably is hoping to see him next week. But I probably I don't know. He's not around. But look at Micron. They upgraded Micron. There were several positive pieces about Micron, and all that happens at the end of the day is down. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of the laggards today. Uh, speaking of quarters, um, a week from today. We're going to start getting the banks. Uh, we'll talk about credit quality and funding costs and deposit flows. Are you? I mean, and but we just, always remember we always talk about going
2: into the quarter hot or cold. J P Morgan looks like Nvidia before, the, after the May quarter. I mean, look at J P Morgan. I mean, that is not now it still sells only at 10, 10 times earnings. But yeah, you know, what pressure? Now, of course, they'll say, Jim, we're under no pressure at all other than from you. So why don't you stop? Right. No. Uh, How's their show doing? I don't know what time is the J.P. Morgan show on. Is Jamie, is he what, he's on the 10? No. I mean, I get to talk, he doesn't. It's Uh, Jamie Dimon, he's the CEO, he does a really good job, but that chart is the stock of a red-hot semi meets AI. No. No, it's a bank. You're not saying it's overdone, are you? No, I'm just saying I wish it weren't coming in so hot. I mean, every number, every line item is going to be scrutinized. And that's, by the way, Charlie Sharf had a really great quarter. That's Wells Fargo. And uh, the stock's been good. But, you know, the stock is still down substantially from where it was in 2018. I prefer that. Uh, Way down from 2018. Uh, sort of in that
1: space, in the fintech space. Yet another downgrade today pay for PayPal, PayPal oh. uh,
2: as BTIG joins the chorus going to neutral. Oh, my God. That was such a negative piece. Ten times earnings, and yet they see no reason to buy it. Uh, I invited uh, Alex Chris on the show last night. He's the new CEO. Of Ben Stoto and I were saying, listen, how do you – you can't slam it again. Just invite the guy on to tell the story, uh, Chris uh, – uh, Al- Alex, we're on at 6 p.m. Just try to give him a little. Evening, your evening program, Giving yes. him an invite. Yes. And it's not an invite to his funeral. It's an invite to tell the story. Right, right, right. Sort of like you had with Lisa Gill last night. Oh, uh, look, I think Lisa's amazing. And one of the things that I think she, when CBS was at 50, she was saying, listen, load up the boat. That was a great call. And she is so enamored of Walgreens here, Walgreens, because she believed, you get the stock at 23, that Tim, that Tim Wentworth, as I do. Uh, CEO is an amazing money manager, amazing uh, money maker for money managers. So watch Walgreens, and there's also there's so much about about what's going on in so many different areas. Uh, Healthcare is probably the most influx I have ever seen it. Uh, and so many companies need to buy so many other companies. But watch Walgreens, because this guy is a miracle worker. And I'm setting the standard a little high for him now.
1: If you missed uh, Lisa Gill J.P. Morgan with Jim last night, sort of raising the curtain on the healthcare conference yeah. next week, take a listen. One of the things to think about when you think about pharmacy, it's the highest touch point of anything in healthcare. It's been proven time and time again, that if you can keep a patient adherent on the medication and think about GLP ones, right? It's all the rage right now.
2: Topical. Yes. Hey, by the way, you know there was a lot of misinformation about the Lily call yesterday, and one of the reasons why the stock was up nine and finished down. All they were saying was, "Look, we're going to use traditional places, touch places to get GLP-1, but don't counterfeit, don't use counterfeit, and don't use this if you're just trying to get thin. We don't, we don't discourage it. Now, you have a lot of stocks coming in very hot there. Regeneron is at an all-time high, Amgen yeah. all-time high, but those stocks turned out to be very inexpensive. Merck was very in its 14 times earnings. So these were the companies that I, I really like because they do not trade at the multiples of enterprise software, which are insane.
1: Jim, interesting to see, you know, on a morning where people, the, the, the thinking was, oh, we got to rethink rates. Names like Pulte are up a percent or better.
2: Look, I All think right. that you you posted a very good point uh, on, on uh, X. From number. Fitch? Yes, yeah. it's not a hot number. Which means that housing will continue to be good. They're not building as many homes as they did before. The raw costs are down. They're making a lot of money. Toll Brothers bought, I had to like Tollbester, Toll Brothers bought a huge amount of stock. I mean, this is not the home. This is not your grandfather's home builders, where they'd be putting them up like mad and they have no buyers, or even the 2008 period. When I literally went out to the Imperial Valley to see if I shouldn't just buy land and become a home home builder, which of course I should have. Instead, I watched my daughter play field hockey.
1: (laughs) I was surprised. Uh, Goldman put out a forecast for the mortgage rate, the thirty-year fixed, ending the year still with a six. I mean, a low six but it's not like that's
2: going to collapse in their view. Remember, mortgage rates are going to stay there and the price of housing is going to go down a little. Don't look at Manhattan, that is a separate area. Uh, You're going to be able to, I think you'll be able to do well uh, because I think there's going to be a a glut of apartments that were all started at the same time. Uh, Now, I know I say ignore Manhattan, but anybody who wants to see Venice, uh, the Venice, oh, I'm sorry, the (laughs) Guanas, The Guanas, the number of apartments that are being built along the Gowanus, you would think it's the Riviera. Really? You really would. I mean, thousands of apartments are coming out. They all start at the same time. And I know that's anecdotal, but believe me, uh, if they're building them around the Gowanus, which, by the way, uh, sometimes is blue, sometimes is green. It's like the river in the movie The Fugitive on uh, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, sometimes it's bubbling. I'm always afraid someone's going to be smoking a cigarette while I walk over the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, the the new supply online is definitely a story in the Southeast. Stay close to that story. People are not talking about the number of apartments that were started after COVID that are now coming on. And they don't talk about it because a lot of them are these uh, private developers, but there's going to be a glut of rent, and therefore, there will not be that wonder of where you can stay in your rental or get a rental and be very inexpensive. Right. That that drives home prices uh, we're, we're, down.
1: Yeah, we're gonna watch uh, shelter, especially given CPI on the way
2: oh, next Absolutely. Week. And I, I look I know that Jay Powell's not happy that housing prices are up thirty five percent from twenty nineteen, but he can't be happy about grapefruit grapefruit's doubling. There's some things that don't have anything to do with the Fed funds rate. Right. You know you, you, Planner's peanuts. Yeah. can't really can't change the weather. No can thank you
1: a uh, quick reminder you can always get in on the cnbc investing club with jim you can sign up and find out more at cnbc.com join the club or just use the qr code on your screen uh, i think it's out of the way from the tape there and it takes you right there as we go to break watch bonds we are going to get a little fed speak today barking at 1 30 p.m eastern time for the time being though uh watch the 10-year the s&p holding 4,700. dows marginally
2: positive don't go anywhere Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Now, I did make a joke earlier about a stock called How I Met Your Mother, How Met. Uh, but here's four recommendations for it. Now, what people don't know is that this is a $21 billion company that used to be the screw, the fastening business of Alcoa. And four recommendations, the most recommended stock so far this year that I've found. Really? Yes. And uh, it is a very good company. It does forgings for aerospace and it up a lot. I mean people are saying, well listen, I should just get go and be in How I Met Your Mother, HWM. And all I can say is is that there was is that Elliott Partners was right. There was money within Alcoa if we broke it up, but it was all in this company, How Met.
1: Wow. I guess it's sort of a comment on the need for uh, airline capacity. Two
2: million screws in a 747. Jeez. Yeah. And you
1: heard uh, Yunus, our, our correspondent in Beijing, yesterday talking about the prospect of opening up more U.S. flights. Uh, it's got
2: to happen. Look, I I think that there's, if you wanted to buy, remember, Macy's is the one to play. They used to send the Chinese uh Junkets to the U.S. were 10 times what they are now. Uh, they need more aircraft. That, that country is in, I just don't know what's going on in that country, but that was the way that a lot of our retailers did well in New York was because of the, uh, of, of these huge Chinese travel ventures that are now one-tenth of what they were. Right. They need planes. So tonight, what do we look at? Okay, I have consolation. Let's find out whether, uh, other than Kim Crawford, it's been good wine. Uh, you're you're going to do your, your MA consulting. Right? Yes, I am. And I do think, I, look, I know Bill knows, like everybody else, that the decline in, the, in, in uh, bourbon and whiskey is really extraordinary. We've never seen anything like it. Again, some of it's cannabis, some of it's GLP. But uh, the, these were the greatest cash cows in the world. Now they're not growing at all. Very interesting. How and quickly. then I
1: imagine you'll look ahead to, as we said, the busy week we get next oh week. Oh,
2: my. You know, we have so much going on in healthcare. care. Never forget that while all this stuff is going on, that Amgen is doing incredibly well. That Regeneron a very inexpensive stock. I mean, these companies became inexpensive. Why? Because of the Mag7. These all became sources of funds. And. Yeah, it was St. Cora by the Mercer's American- Mar- program. How many interviews are you
1: doing in two days? I'm doing days?
2: seventeen interviews. In over two days. Yeah, last night my wife said I she looks at my schedule. She goes, I count that you're doing seventeen interviews. I said, Actually there's one more I just added. And she said, You're insane And then she went to bed. <laughs> What else? You're going to be busy, man.
1: Uh, but good for the viewer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank we'll you, see you yeah. tonight. And of course, uh, Jim will be at JPM Healthcare next week. When we come back, uh, NEC Director Lil Brainerd with White House reaction to the jobs member and a lot more uh, as we got the Dow hanging on to some modest gains, 18 points. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
0: its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street Disclaimer. At
1: Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA.